Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health podcast, your source of information and inspiration to promote the holistic transformation of your health and the health of our planet. My name is Dr. Benjamin Alter. I'm the host of this podcast. Thanks for being with me and Dr. Susanna, the guest and the co-host on this week's episode and this is kind of still part of the locals series uh connecting with amazing inspirational healers and human beings in the carbondale colorado area and the surrounding roaring fork valley and that's where we are so it would it sounds fitting to have us dr susanna and myself as guests on our own show. It's been a few months. So thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. We're happy to have your presence. And on this week's episode, even though we haven't recorded it yet, this is a a live introduction. The intention of this episode is to kind of provide a reflection on the last year and share some learnings that both Dr. Susanna and myself have had over the year, both in our personal lives and in our professional lives. And also maybe from there, we'll see how the conversation goes, but from there, provide a little bit of insight and inside look into our day-to-day lifestyle, health, and wellness routine as it is now at the end of 2019, and uh, knowing that it is a a work in progress, a learning journey, and speaking of journeys, Dr. Susanna, I'm happy to be on a journey in life with you, and happy that you're here, and you've decided to join me in this week's episode. Oh, thank you for having me, Ben. And uh, yeah, it's so fun to be in the guest role. I guess, you know, we're we're co-guesting this week's episode rather than co-hosting, it, it feels. But um, yeah, it's nice that we're able to have just more of a conversation with one another rather than our typical 
format of talking to our listeners. I know, it's funny. Each time we start one of those Alter Your Health live episodes, which is, by the way, the odd-numbered episodes on the podcast, like we, we start it and we've got this kind of plan to be really clear, straightforward, to the point in 20, 25 minutes. And I always feel like I'm cr- trying to cram so much into those short episodes and still they end up being not so short. So, uh, yeah, it's nice to have a little bit of space to reflect. And, yeah, I don't know about you, but this year, it seems like this year has been one of those Alter Your Health live episodes, just a lot of stuff crammed into a short year. <laughs> like, we've done so much. We've been moving so much. We've been working a lot and not to say that it hasn't been an enjoyable process, but it has been a lot of stuff crammed into the year. What are your feelings? It's definitely been a full year. Gosh. Yeah. And it went by really fast. Totally. I think about each day and each day felt really full and, you know, a good length. It's not like the days felt short. But what I find is that when you're really present in your life, when we're, you know, really engaged in the work that we're doing on a daily basis, then the weeks go by so fast, the months go by so fast, and we've almost been in Carbondale for a whole year now. I know. Crazy. I know, I know. (laughs) Well, you know, on that note, for since this is kind of the local series, I just had the thought, the idea to share just like a two-minute snippet of how we came to Carbondale because I uh you know in by the way like I I've spent a lot of time rebuilding the website you know but maybe our our listeners don't know we we're rebuilding the website kind of refining it it was getting a little clunky so anyways I went through all of the old podcast episodes in that process and I came across that one, I'm not sure what the number was, but it was titled, What Does Home Have to Do With Health? And I felt it was so synchronistic and ironic that we recorded that episode in Carbondale, in our van. Before we knew Bef- we wanted to live here. Before we knew we wanted to live here. We were like a few blocks down the road in our van on the street talking about this feeling of not knowing where home is, was, where, and, you know, having that inner sense of the feeling of being home and following that feeling. Um, But yeah, fast forward, I guess that was like a year and a half ago. And a year and a half ago, we had no idea where we were going to call home. And now we're pretty happily, confidently calling Carbondale home. It's true. How did that happen (laughs) in a year and a half? How did that happen? And also, just to expand upon that, we were just talking over Christmas break when we were out of town that, gosh, we really don't like leaving Carbondale. No. (laughs) And it would be amazing to make 2020 the year of no leaving. No air travel. uh, No air travel or maybe (laughs) keeping it to Colorado or something. But Right. It's, I don't think that's going to happen. We've got some plans. But anyways, we do love home. We do love our home. And so how did we land here? Well, many of you may know, but probably a lot of you don't know, that 
Ben and I were nomadic for a few months of our lives. And that was when we really, we had no idea where we wanted to live. We had had a job opportunity in San Francisco in, in the Bay Area, but we turned that down because we felt it really wasn't a good fit for us. And when we turned that down, we realized, oh my gosh, we have this blank slate of what, you know, the next year is going to bring. And so, yeah, so we loaded up our camper van, our sprinter van, and decided happily that we would be nomads for a little bit just kind of practice online as we explored all the different states and provinces in United States and Canada. And we thought we were going to be nomads for a couple years, maybe. Yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> had that as the upper limit of how we would be doing that. But you know, we had this new business. We had just started Alter Health. We had just started the podcast. And turns out it was really hard to build a business and live the nomadic lifestyle. So we really did very little business building and a lot of just nomadic living through those few months, which brought us eventually through Colorado. Yeah, we had the plan to come visit Ben's sister, your sister, I don't know who to talk to because you know the I story. Know. Yeah, but we, <laughs> you can talk to me. I'll talk to you. Yeah, so we had the plan to visit your sister who lives in Gunnison, but I have a few friends in Carbondale, and so I decided I wanted to stop and, and see them. It had been a couple years, and, uh, you know, really with no expectations at all. But I'd say as soon as we hit the front range, which is Denver-Boulder area, as soon as we came into Boulder, my heart just exploded open. And I went to undergrad in Colorado Springs. And uh, for the listeners who don't know my history, I just loved my whole experience in college going up to the mountains and snowboarding and mountain biking and rock climbing and just being in nature and um, when I moved from Colorado I thought that maybe I was done with Colorado but gosh when we came into Boulder and you know you and I were in such an open state we were just taking everything in um, allowing our intuition and wisdom to guide us in our nomadic journey but in an instant I knew that I would be very happy moving back to Colorado <laughs> well and in, you know I was <clears throat> like you mentioned very open we both were and I was very perceptive to your state of being and seeing and feeling your joy and expansion really kind of rubbed off on me and I was feeling it too absolutely I mean but for whatever reason I never thought that I would be a Colorado mountain guy and uh, really a small town guy either to this extent you know Carbondale is a pretty small town 6,000 people or so and the surrounding area like we know and appreciate is feels a little bit bigger with Glenwood Springs and Basalt and Aspen um, but still, it was like, really? Like, this is is the, you know, my, my rational mind was like, I don't know, Ben. I don't know if we can do this. But I was feeling it, absolutely. And your friends 
took us out on the river and it was a beautiful late summer day and we both were feeling it and <laughs> we kind of made that decision I think I, th I think we did in that day probably but we <laughs> on some level yes on some level the decision was made but then we did a lot of intellectual rationalizing in terms of what would be best and we just leaned into the the feeling that we knew was true and found a place and made it happen and thanks to connections and synchronicities and the universe and being aligned and supported one thing led to another and here we are here we are and I think the really cool thing about that story was that for several months before we crossed the border into Colorado you and I had really kind of been forcing our way to find a new home oh man we Looking at the map, we looked at all the medium-sized towns and cities and cool places that we've been to or wanted to go to, and we just went down and kind of checked them off the list, and they were all amazing places, beautiful places, you know, San Luis Obispo and Ojai and, like, all these West Coast, uh, California and Ashland and Oregon, and it was just... Detroit. <laughs> Detroit, <laughs> where Susanna's from. Yeah, that got checked off in about 10 minutes of sub-zero, gray sky, bitter, freezing cold, which is, by the way, for listeners out there, totally different than zero degrees in Colorado. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyways, we, yeah, we kind of surrendered the intellectual mind, kind of gave in and, and embraced this nomadic journey, which we thought might be a year or two. And it didn't last long. We got the answer, I think, very soon after we fully let go and surrendered, as that tends to happen. Yeah, I'd say about two months. Well, I think even, even, so it was two months into our van trip that we decided we wanted to live in Colorado. But I don't think it was really until halfway through that van trip that we really fully let go and said, you know what? Totally. I surrender. Yeah, we spent time <laughs> in British Columbia. I, I still, I mean, yeah, we, we love it there. And I thought that might be home to <laughs> at least, you know, like some part of the year or something. But anyways, uh, you know, the, the other cool thing is that I think a lot of people try and choose where they want to live based on work opportunities and you know, creating some path and structure for themselves then in that way. Uh, but we were really clear that we wanted to live where we want to live and we weren't going to let, you know, whether or not naturopathic medicine and creating a practice here in Carbondale, um, turns out it's a great fine place to practice naturopathic medicine as is probably any place in the world. Uh, but we didn't make the decision from that place of like, you know, business rationale. We made it from purely a heart aligned place, which we know very well that that will never lead us astray. It's true. So that's a <laughs> that's enough reflecting on that topic. I want to shift gears just for the sake of this podcast 
to the topic of health and wellness and well-being and um, maybe spend a few minutes, a few moments reflecting on experiences, learnings, happenings over the last year or so that have informed us personally and maybe molded us, mended us in, in some way that feels like it's supportive of our general trajectory in life of growing, of healing, of learning, expanding in that way. So when I, when I bring that topic up, like what comes into your mind as a, a formative experience in the last year? Great question. And what comes to mind are two things. And one is in more of the professional realm and the other is in the more personal realm. And what should I start with? Professional. What, yeah. What first came into your mind? Well, what really comes to mind is, um, so I'm a fairly fresh doctor, new doctor. Um, but I started really learning about practicing medicine in medical school, of course. <laughs> I hope so. And, and in medical school, we get that clinical experience of working with patients and developing treatment plans with them. But in medical school, we're working under the supervision of a doctor. And, and on most shifts, we're suggesting to the patients the recommendations that the doctor gives of course on some shifts students can speak up and say hey I suggest this or let's do this and some doctors let you do that but otherwise it's pretty much that you're just the middleman between the doctor and the patient and so this year this year for me was really a big year and fully stepping into practicing in the way that is completely my style, completely my way, and gaining confidence in that. And like many of our listeners know, we really focus on lifestyle medicine and we really focus on bringing in more of a whole food plant-based diet. And I would recommend that my patients and clients really start from the bottom level up, you know, that foundational level. And maybe we'd bring in some supplements here and there. Maybe we'd do some homeopathy. But it was amazing and also kind of funny to witness my patients and clients really experiencing shifts in their health just from lifestyle change. And I say just from lifestyle change because so many people overlook it again and again and and they really think that you need the fancy potion or the fancy procedure yeah i remember feeling really you know on that note like really kind of insecure like the patients and clients that were coming to see us wanted something beyond our recommendations of diet and lifestyle and mindset you know they wanted something to take home and swallow like a pill a pill of some sort or a procedure or a protocol or a practice or something like that and uh i mean on on one hand it's like really kind of scary to just rely on nature itself and information itself and self-healing itself and just living purely aligned with how nature intended um it's it's 
scary to professionally i think like like what do you mean i i don't need to you don't want me to take anything um but on the other hand you know it's really extremely empowering once we do witness and have the experience of the power of nature in healing the power of food in healing the power of our minds in healing so it's like once we kind of take away that I don't know. I'll use like the term crutch, like that crutch of the the capsules or the supplements or the vitamins or or whatever it is. Once once we take away that and then really harness and experience the the healing power within. It is it's like once you see that, once you have that experience, there's no turning your head on it. There's no going back at least for for me and you. Exactly. Yeah, so so this year has really, it's helped me gain the confidence in, you know, it's, it's not just lifestyle change. Like, lifestyle change is the medicine. It is the most powerful and sustainable medicine. And, yeah, these other supplements and, you know, like you're calling them crutches. It's like when we take those away, we give the patient the opportunity to really stand on their own and... The training wheels. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so that's just been really beautiful and awesome for me to see patients and clients realize all of that themselves as well. So kind of going back to my question, was there any thing happening, occurrence specifically that was formative on that in that topic? Like one specific instance or one instance or like uh, a book or or a chapter or a blog or a video or something that really kind of woke up this fact inside of you. Well, what comes to mind is working with one of my clients and she was already open to adopting a whole food plant based diet. And, um, even though she had educated herself on it and read a ton of books on it, she wasn't having success in really implementing it in her life. And so I really helped her like nail down a good solid meal plan, eating plan really helped optimize the food like supplements she was taking. So what I mean by that are not all these pills, but the hyper nourishing food powders, things like green powders and things like that. Turmeric and ginger and all these kind of food herbs that are really healing. Exactly. And, and I did give her a homeopathic remedy as well, but within the next follow up, she's, she says, Hey, I've, I'm already losing all of this water weight. I'm feeling more energized. And it was just after a couple of weeks. And so You know, I think up until that point, for me, I knew the power of a whole food plant-based diet personally in my body, but I wasn't, I I didn't get that experience in the clinic, of course, in the teaching clinic. And and so, yeah, I mean, she she was my first client and to get that success from her so quickly, that feedback was really... Mm. So you said this was your first client or like the, like first client ever. Well, no, not first client, but 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 first client who really kind of dove in with you and adopted this. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, 
yeah, that, you know, in witnessing you from my perspective, for me this year has been, for you, it's been about confidence. And yeah, you've got it. You've got a lot of confidence. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, not, you know, not in like an overconfident, arrogant way, of course. I mean, Susanna is like the furthest thing from arrogant. But, um, but yeah, you are confident in your medicine. You're confident in your voice. And that's a healthy, cool place to live from. Well, thanks. And what I want to add to that is that personal piece that also came up when you asked me the original question. And really the personal piece, it's related to that confidence piece because I remember my New Year's intention last year was to become more comfortable speaking on camera. And so I decided to commit to an Instagram live every day on my personal account. How, yeah, how long, for a month or what? I didn't really set a time limit. Um, I just, I guess I decided to do it until I didn't need to do it anymore, until I felt comfortable. And in the beginning, I would really notice all the nerves come up, all of the thoughts of insecurity. And what I would continue to remind myself was that one, it was totally okay to be nervous. And that two, those nerves were just coming from insecure thoughts that, you know, I was really used to taking seriously in the past. So thoughts about, oh, no one, no one cares what I have to say, or I'm not articulate enough to be on camera, or I'm not whatever enough, this enough, that enough, I'm just not enough in general. All these thoughts... I was so used to taking them seriously. And in the past, that really kept me from doing anything of that nature. Even though naturally as a little kid, I loved performing. I loved singing in front of people. But at a certain point, I think in my teenage years, I just started really believing yeah. in those insecure thoughts that came into my head. Yeah, well, I've, I just had the memory of, I think it was over the summer when we were back at your home in Gross Point. <laughs> And, uh, we came across those old videos and I don't know how old you were, like seven, eight. Yeah. About yeah, seven or eight. And Susanna was <laughs> like hosting a talk show on this old school camera and she was being really goofy wearing all these like outfits and wigs and stuff. And you were at that point very comfortable on that camera. <laughs> yes, I was. And uh, it's funny how life happens and insecure thoughts happen and we take these thoughts seriously. And then before long, we are totally living in our alternative self-created reality that is separate from our true nature. Exactly. So. Yeah, so yeah. having that big intention in the beginning of the year has really helped me help clients with similar issues. And, you know, what's interesting is that that fear of being on camera, I actually overcame it pretty quickly, pretty quickly. Yeah. within the second week or so. <laughs> I was like, looking okay, forward to being on camera time for a new year <laughs> done with 2019 already in January. Right. But that didn't mean that the insecure thoughts 
weren't coming in anymore. They just became less and less important to me. And so it's really awesome to have that personal experience of overcoming a fear like that because it comes up so often with patients and clients who have fears about this or that or that. And it's all related to health. It's all related to physical health because our mind and body are not separated. Totally. So yeah, yeah, I'd say that's been a really awesome understanding to just deepen within myself Mm-hmm. and convey it to clients and patients so they can understand it within themselves. What I'm really hearing is how that experience for you of transcending the uh, insecurities, for lack of a better term, um, and how you were able to do that, you know, it's it's so much more than just cultivating confidence. It's cultivating that ability to transform and transcend anything just knowing the impermanence of the human experience and how we can shift and create once again, our, our own reality. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's like the application of that in life is limitless. So yeah, it's, it's almost like now, now what, you know, you've, you've gotten the, the confidence like check, what like what's next to transcend it's like this you know you've got the confidence now to transcend anything maybe i don't know what what is what is next like what's the next hurdle or obstacle or step good question i think i think what bubbles up because at at every point I mean for everyone at any point in your life there's usually something that's kind of hanging out under the surface and what's totally and then we we get rid of something and then there's another thing exactly and so I think what what's bubbling up right now as I'm very much in my Saturn return is dealing with thoughts of uncertainty about you know, where exactly I am in my life as a role, in my role as a doctor and how can I serve most and how can I really live this life to the fullest? So, yeah. So there are thoughts of insecurity that come up and if I take them seriously, that leads to lots of fear and just kind of feeling lost and feeling feeling uncertain but if I remind myself that those thoughts are really just thoughts which means they're formless energy and that they all have an expiration date they all you know move through us just like clouds move through a sky and that they don't mean anything then I can just kind of ride out that wave until I'm back at my center and my innate peace inside. And um, because I don't think what we haven't said this episode yet is that when we're at a, a peaceful state, when we have a clear mind, that's when all the answers come. That's when all the aha moments come. You know, that, that's like for us when we really knew we wanted to live to car, we wanted to move to Carbondale, it was 
it was a strong knowing feeling. It wasn't, we didn't think our way to get there, yeah, you know? There, was, there were no kind of spreadsheets and rational analysis involved. Exactly. It was the true feeling, which, you know, you could do the spreadsheets and analysis to reconfirm or back up that feeling, but the feeling is what we're going after. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you can't yeah. fabricate that feeling with thoughts. Yeah. Well, kind of going back again to my initial question, you know, the, the uh, like over the past year, any real experiences specifically or um, teachers or books or podcasts or videos or whatever that really stand out in your awareness as being pivotal in your new confidence and your new kind of insights around the impermanence of thought and how to navigate that mind thought consciousness world definitely definitely a few things that come to mind are uh, our teacher our mentor in the three principles community dick and bettinger Ben and I went to, you and I <laughs> went to a three-day three retreat in Crested Butte. And being in the energy of Dickon is always really enlightening and just helps really anchor, helps, helped me really anchor myself in my innate peaceful state of who I am so so that that was certainly great but I would say also that your podcast interview with some other locals here in Carbondale Deva and Eden oh just a few weeks back just a few weeks back it was so it's so great and timely because I'd say this whole year if I were to put one theme on it for me it would be gaining confidence in my innate wisdom in my inner guidance. Intuition. Or, Intuition, yeah. exactly. And that's really a lot of what Deva and Eden talked about. And so it's always great to hear other people talk and confirm what I feel has been really solidifying within myself. Hmm. And yeah, that was a really cool. great podcast, I'd say. And for listeners <laughs> out there, the Dickon was also a, a podcast guest i think over a year ago now um back actually the end of i don't know somewhere the end of 2018 episode number 60 i'll remember that one because it's one of the more popular ones um dickens great and yeah he has led to many of insights for me as well and um yeah we're grateful for you dickin we are and Deva and Eden. And Deva and Eden and... And all the other great guests on this podcast. All, all the guests on the podcast and really all the human beings in this world that are in all ways teaching us something, right? Right. But what about you, Dr. Benjamin? Oh. Let's, let's flip this question around and direct it to you. Okay. What, what, what do you... You have to ask it, yeah. I'll ask it, I'll ask it. In this last year, explain some really pivotal moments or really big aha moments or big insights, big growing experiences, something that really 
stands out to you? I don't know why it's so hard to land on a a thing, but uh, but honestly, <laughs> don't overthink. Yeah, it. <laughs> don't overthink. Honestly, the the first thing that came up, which is so interesting, is just a few weeks ago when I was sick. Mm. Um, for those of you who don't know, I a few weeks ago came down with a really intense flu virus of some sort. And it knocked me out really hard for 24 hours or so. And uh, it's my system is so interesting. Susanna's witnessed, you've witnessed uh, on a number of occasions how like I can be really incapacitated, like in either, you know, a bum's wrist or knee. And then I heal so dramatically fast. And that's a sign of vitality. (laughs) (laughs) Give myself a pat on the back. Uh, But anyways, this this flu virus really knocked me out and kind of opened me up, like is really how it felt, is um, I felt very vulnerable. Like, you know, we were down in Tucson visiting my dad and I... I, I was a little, unco- I was very uncomfortable, you know, physically. And I was, ex- I mean, extreme pain and no energy and couldn't eat or walk or talk and just felt really like I was a pain in the butt. Like it, like it was a pain in the, like I was kind of a pain in the butt because we went down there to have fun, to enjoy a quick trip, quick visit um, with family. And it's like, damn, like I can't, can't go riding bikes with you. Can't go hiking with my family. Can't do any of these things that I set out to do. And I kind of, and I just surrendered and laid back and, and received support from you, from my dad, from my stepmom. And I realized that I, you know, it's not so often that I've totally, I'm incapacitated and like, like that to the extent that I rely on the support of others to feed me, to, you know, help, help me to drive the, the van. You know, you drove, I couldn't even let me drive, which is a big deal. There was no (laughs) way that I could even drive. Um, so anyways, that feeling of surrender and vulnerability cracked me open and then then I we went to my mom's house back up in Phoenix for a quick night before we drove to Colorado and, and you're still in the thick of and it I was then. still in the thick of it that second night and I did I had a intense sauna session right before I hopped into a wet t-shirt and bundled up in under like six layers of blankets and bed and, um, for those of you listening, that's, you know, the go-to hydrotherapy treatment, um, at home for many things, but that's another topic. Uh, so anyways, that night's sleep also was so intense and crazy. I mean, I literally had like these, I wouldn't even call them dreams. They were like experiences of like of dying and like being born and I woke up a number of times like many times and 
just completely drenched in sweat and it was wild <laughs> so any, anyways you know i that after being sick in that way and it's interesting that just to go a little deeper it's interesting that the week before i was very depressed and feeling disconnected and just kind of bogged down energetically emotionally and as happens from time to time for me that's you know those feelings are no stranger to me um but it was a a big wave of depression that kind of knocked me out in other ways for a day or two um and then i don't I, i just felt such a shift after the physical incapacitation of that flu virus i felt such a big shift in my mind and my body i felt so much more clarity and peace and groundedness you know it's like every time i'm i'm sure many people might have similar experiences like you know there's waves of depression or whatever you want to call it. i just use the term depression just because people understand what that is but there's these waves and then like every time the wave passes there's a new sense of clarity understanding groundedness and it's like the the extent or the the degree to which i feel depressed is proportional to the degree to which i feel like ground like at peace on the other side of things so more depression <laughs> leads to more peace and it's really kind of funny how that tends to happen um so i i don't know if there's like a huge tidal wave like in the works to get me to an, my next phase or whatever that might be but it's it's like it doesn't matter it's it's like there with each kind of coming and going of of the tides it's like oh like okay i'm 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 cool things are okay there's trust in myself there's trust in the universe and it's like on some level nothing matters i i feel grateful for life itself and and anything that i do with life is just kind of an added bonus of awesome human experience um anyways that that kind of got super deep pretty quick but um that's what what comes to mind when i think of kind of experiences over the last year and maybe that came to mind just because it's relatively fresh a few weeks ago mm. but mm-hmm. yeah yeah well what what i really hear in that story and yeah i was there with you witnessing <laughs> it all it's such a great example of the self-regulating and self-healing and self-balancing power of both the mind and the body because yeah we could easily judge that experience as like oh what ben has depression oh there's something wrong with me you know oh he caught the bug oh i guess he's not that bad you know we could obviously judge it as that but that's that's not the truth it's like we sometimes yeah sometimes we need to get kind of sucked into 
our negative thoughts in order to get us back on track. It's like the rumble strip that you always talk yeah. about. It's like, and it's, yeah, and it's like a new experience relating with the rumble strip. And for those of you who haven't heard the analogy before, it's like we're on this path, we're on this road, and the rumble strips are those, you know, d- bumps that wake us up if we're drifting asleep and falling off the side of the highway. And it and that's kind of the the symptoms of tension or the feelings of disconnection or depression or anxiety or whatever your flavor is, but it's like a yeah, it's a new relationship with that rumble strip because I think before I had this feeling of, okay, I know the rumble strips there, but I'm going to do my best to like stay away from it, not <laughs> approach it. Just keep my eyes on the center line and, you know, move in that direction. But it's like trust in the rumble strip. And like, I can like when I inevitably do go over those bumps in the road that wake me up, I can like relax into them. And they like bounce me back as one of our other teachers and three principles says, you know, with the cork in the butt, yeah. it's like, we, <laughs> it's like we all human beings have cork in our butt. And what he means by that is we have this buoyancy that brings us when we feel like we're just sinking to the bottom of the, the ocean, just drowning. all we got to do is drop the weight and we shoot back up to the surface because it, like we've got this innate health built into us right and in that analogy the weight is the heaviness of our thoughts of our thinking so yeah we just need to drop those and we float back to the surface so yeah this new new trust and comfort in the rumble strip in the tension in the depression in the anxiety whatever the, the feelings are it's like yeah it's embracing them mm-hmm. because i think on some level i intellectually conceptually knew that you know the the path of human evolution and growth is embracing the emotional experience and i kind of knew that in my intellect and i s- still know it in my intellect but i have had more experience of actually actually doing it and i n- <laughs> also know that it's inevitably deepening these experiences. So I'm not suggesting or thinking that, oh, I've, I've got it. You've and now it. it's all downhill from here. Who knows? It's so true. It's so true. I think a lot of people say, oh, yeah, yeah, you got to embrace all emotions. But then when you find yourself in it, it's like, yeah. who actually enjoys that? Sounds but good. It is, it is possible. And yeah, what you're saying is that it's like you you let go of the judgment of being in the mood. You just really, you rode the wave. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So that was, yeah, that was, uh, it, and it's interesting how it's like you don't need to go to a seminar or a workshop or read any books or anything like that to gain the opportunity, gain the experiences. It's like life gives them to us and it's like how are we gonna how are we gonna use that are we gonna use life as our seminar and opportunity and learning experience are we gonna like just kind of go about our life without that awareness and then 
seek a weekend retreat somewhere to get that right or to and and when we get it in the weekend retreat it's always kind of to some degree an intellectual exercise right exactly it's like I think my tendency in the past was to judge how my life was going and go to seminars to try to fix how my life was going rather than I don't think you're alone there Yeah. (laughs) yeah rather than be in life fully and accept and surrender and be open to all the learning opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for me. Any other questions? (laughs) Well, I'm curious because we also, we talked about talking about how we go about our actual day-to-day self-care and should we shift into that yeah yeah and i was curious what is coming to mind for you when you consider translating what we've already talked about into into the actual physicality of waking up and moving through a day well i think it might be helpful to kind of bridge the gap to some degree of what we're you know what we're what we've been talking about we didn't plan this we didn't have any plans but what has come forward in this conversation is just mindset stuff for lack of a better term and maybe weaving in some like physical insights as well or like mm. you know how these kind of mental emotional spiritual insights have translated into physical world reality in a practical day-to-day mm-hmm. yeah so, yeah, sorry, I'm kind of, are you asking me a question? Or? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm curious if you have something you want to say, say it. Oh, if I, <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> well, um. If not, I'll say it. You know, some, well, what's coming to mind before we kind of launch into that direction, you know, there's something that we talk about often is, Uh, on the topic of behavioral change, which a lot of people are wanting to change their behavior. And there's so much more to it than reading the book and following the protocol. Because when the mind and the understanding is not also on board and aligned, then it becomes an exercise of willpower, which burns out you know that's that's what willpower does because that is because it is not connected with the infinite wellspring of energy as authentic power so getting the mind on board is really critical for lasting sustainable peace health well-being you know both on kind of a you know inner peace inner well-being level as well as our kind of day-to-day you know blood work cholesterol weight whatever it is it all hinges upon how we're relating to our behavior 100 (laughs) percent, yes and and that's why when we really when we talk about implementing change in life we always guide our patients, our podcast listeners, everyone back to really tuning in to that inner wisdom and trusting it. Even if 
for that moment and might not be aligned with whatever nutrition book you're reading to really trust the body and and I feel this year I've as I've been developing my trust in my inner wisdom and other areas of life it's certainly something that I do on a day-to-day basis with food choices, with exercise, with everything. Yeah, well, can I share um, an observation of you in the last year, maybe plus? Sure. Okay, well, Susanna, for those who don't know, you really have had a tendency to read a book and get kind of hooked in the ideology and the philosophy conveyed in said book. And we'll use kind of medical medium as one example. Like there was a period of your life where it's like, uh, you know, I don't know about nutritional yeast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, yeah. don't, I don't know about what are the other things. I don't know about whole grains. Um, and you have, yeah, you've kind of been there, followed that and have evolved or shifted away from ideologically, dogmatically, rigidly, rigidly (laughs) following some sort of protocol or procedure or some sort, something like that to really coming inward and trusting what's, uh, what's right for you because without going on another tangent, like we talk about individuality, like everyone's got their own path and journey and everyone's got their own ideal specific diet in the moment. Um, but the, the concept of bio-individuality and how like, oh, if you're from this country and this blood type, then you might need this and that. Like that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about individuality within the context of the laws of nature and that individuality does indeed shift from moment to moment based on the inner chemistry or physiology or thoughts or feelings or emotions or wisdom yeah yeah or just that vital force that courses through us at all times Mm -hmm. it leads us to different things in different moments Mm -hmm. and so it's true i've really shifted away from being more in my head about food choices and really sticking to what i've learned and read to being more in my body about the food choices and Yeah, I would say, for example, at the beginning of the year, I really wasn't doing that many nuts and things like that. And all of a sudden now we're eating more nuts. We had a a (laughs) banana nut butter sandwich when we were skiing and um, it was delicious and also nutritious. Yes. And so and this is really, really important because, for example, when we have clients come to us and say, well, I really like what you guys are saying, but I I cannot give up oil. I'm just not going to give up oil because it's going to cause too much stress for me. We say, that's great. That's fine. That's something that your wisdom is telling you to continue doing right now. Totally. And we're going to support you in that. Or meat, fish, dairy, and eggs for that matter. Like it doesn't like, cool, do it until you have that stroke of insight. (laughs) You know, I think because we do trust that each 
individual is connected with wisdom. We mm-hmm. don't, we don't trust. We know. Yeah. It's not a matter of trusting. We know. And that wisdom is going to be guiding that individual regardless of what we say or do. Exactly. So we may come out with a nine day cleanse for you or an eight day whole food plant-based challenge for you. And it may seem like we're putting out dogma or putting out a protocol. And we are, you know, we're putting out the information that we know to the best of our understanding is going to be the most supportive for most people in the long run. But that doesn't mean that you need to follow and it it's, to a T. And yeah, and also backed by science, science. you know, for rig- <laughs> rigorous science for decades and decades and centuries. Exactly. So Exactly. But so, yeah, anyways, into I just, you know, time is ticking and I like Oh yeah, let's we, get to the good stuff. Yeah, let's get to the good stuff. Let's <laughs> wrap this up with um, you know, our our day-to-day as it is now. Um, and you go first. Like, what um, what would you like to share about your health, wellness, nutrition, if that feels right for you, routine, um, in this moment, on this day, and uh, anything that's, like, shifted or evolved in the last year to put you on this now moment path? Mm. Okay. Well, I'll preface it by saying that I am very intentional with each and every even teeny decision throughout the day to check in with my intuition. I think we've already said that. Yeah. So, yeah, that is a big kind of preface. It's a big, big preface because otherwise we just do things on autopilot or do things from our head. Um, So typically it looks like waking up, drinking hot lemon water first thing. I like to have my bowel movement in the morning. Oh, is that too much information? <laughs> too much information no, on the Alter Health it's podcast? Important. Guys, There's if you aren't pooping enough. every day, oh. that's an issue. On that note, you should be pooping two or three times a day. But yeah. that's, you know, another story. You'll get there if you're not already. Right. But once I have been emptied, then I will typically move into exercise or some form of movement. There are some days, some rare days I might wake up and feel like my body needs the rest. But most days I'm happy to wake up and move in whatever way my body is telling me to move. And I think, I think in the, well, I can, I can reflect on a change between last year and this year. This year I was much more intuitive with my, exercise decisions in the past I would get really excited about for example fitness blender has these eight week fitness routines oh, yeah. for you to do you were really into that for a while right and and one thing I have noticed about me and my evolution of self-care is that sometimes I will flow into wanting structure and I'll sometimes I'll flow out of wanting no structure at all. And I think that's also part of the natural rhythm of being a human. And what's great is that when we do really follow that desire to do something that's more structured, whether it's following a food protocol or following an exercise protocol or whatever, like a detox protocol, we learn a ton in that experience. And then what we can do after that experience is take what we like and leave what we don't like or do some things one day and some other things another day. And so 
right now and in, in the phase that I'm in right now, it's very flowy. It's very unstructured. It's very just tuning into my wisdom. It's <laughs> always like that, Susanna. <laughs> I mean, you're, yeah, for just to put, you know, stay it from, from where I sit, uh, Susanna's either flowing like a butterfly or she's flowing like a dandelion spore like you know just different flavors of flowing yeah both are flowing (laughs) yeah um but but anyways yes um unless i'm stuck in my head but yeah and then with food so after movement then i'll have a smoothie because i i i'm still waiting for me to get sick of smoothies and it's not happening i love starting my day with smoothies so i'll have a big smoothie And then I typically am guided to go do some work or if we're on vacation, I'm guided to have some fun. Or your your schedule, (laughs) your client. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or I have a a client scheduled and for lunch. Oh, I guess what's new in the last few weeks is that I've been eating savory cooked lunches. Whereas in the summer, I was wanting a lot more raw, fresh fruits. Mm -hmm like another smoothie for lunch, for example. And I've my I feel like my body really likes that cooked meal at lunchtime. It's very nourishing and grounding in the wintertime. And then in the afternoon, either I'm so focused on work and I just want to do more work or I want some fresh air, I want some movement, so I'll go out for a walk or or whatever or i'll go do some errands you make it sound like you you make it sound like you work like oh a few minutes here a few minutes there oh i do well i mean but i guess we're we're not i'm not asking you about your work routine i'm asking you about your self-care your wellness wellness routine yes self-care yeah oh and and also i'll say i like to shower in the morning most mornings and end on cold of course see and then fast forward to dinner time. This is when I usually ask you, what, what, are, do you you, want for what are you craving? <laughs> what do you want? And when I ask you, what are you craving? I'm also checking in with me about what I'm craving yeah. for dinner. And, and also just to pause you, you know, maybe we prepare a new meal of three times a week and otherwise we're eating some variation of leftovers so we're not spending a lot of time in the kitchen Mm -hmm. cooking Mm -hmm. exactly unless you're get a hit of inspiration unless i get a big hit of inspiration of to make a big gourmet dinner but it's true it's true but every night typically looks like we start with a green leafy salad and recently our bodies haven't been craving a huge amount of raw roughage so the salads have been smaller which is fine yeah it's true and yeah true because it's cold here and uh and then we'll have a nice big starchy dinner usually with potatoes rice beans veggies and then we typically end on a sweet note sweet and bitter note bittersweet note with some raw cacao and some dried figs or maybe we'll have a special chocolate bar that's sweetened with raw honey or something like that Mm -hmm. and maybe we'll have a cup of tea yeah and we'll go to bed yeah 
and maybe watch something. Maybe watch something. Maybe play something. Maybe oh, we've been playing a lot more recently. Well, okay, yeah. Susanna's been playing a video game on her phone. Is that yeah. what you're talking about? No, that doesn't count. Oh. <laughs> and Scrabble and Scrabble what? is what I'm talking about. We've been playing a lot of Scrabble. Yeah. yeah. So I I like the the increase of play in our lives. Yeah. It is uh, you know, whenever we go back to your family, there's always a puzzle happening. There's not always, but sometimes games happening, and it's a good reminder to yeah. weave that in. Definitely. Yeah. And I just want to end before we go on to your description of your day that that another big part of my self-care or wellness is catching myself when I get into thoughts of should like, oh, I should be doing this today or I should be more productive and do this today or what? I'm not wanting a smoothie, you know, and to uh, to to go with it, to go with it and not question where our wisdom is guiding us because that constant kind of should you know if we buy into those should thoughts it leads us away from really um our true nature but also when we're just dealing with those shoulds and battling with those shoulds all day long it burns a lot of precious energy yeah yeah and as what's coming to me now is back to the conversation with Deva and Eden episode number 148 they remind me that whenever we don't listen to our yeses it actually clouds our ability to really hear and resonate with that right because we just it gets all mucky right so and that's finding that we're finding that in every moment definitely and that's totally been my experience as I've deepened my trust in my innate wisdom and my yeses, I've become more sensitive to them. So it's not as hard for me to distinguish between what's my authentic intuition and what's my monkey mind negative yeah, thinking. because it comes with a feeling. It comes with That's a feeling. That's really the... We can talk about that maybe another time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so let's hear about you and your day. Well, luckily, my day is not all that different from Susanna's. Um, I don't have to reiterate things, but I'll just add, I'll just uh, state that my wisdom has been guiding me to move more in new ways, uh, specifically like skiing, you know, and that's a new activity for me, learning how to ski again after about 15 or so years about without not on skis. Um, so that's been a fun journey and also running, uh, I used to be more of an endurance type of athlete and I don't know what to say. I think that there's something there. I think that there is something in the mountains. <laughs> I, think it's in the, I think there's something in the mountains that, uh, really, because I'm not the reason why I say that, because I'm not alone. You know, there's, there's a lot of endurance athletes in the mountains and I don't know if it's the chicken or the egg, which came first, the endurance athletes or the mountains, or if they come to the mountains. But anyways, I'm feeling it. And it feels good to stress my body in that new way and um, find discomfort zones 
and play with that and uh, allow my wisdom to guide me through that and allow, you know, keep my ego in check Yeah. through that process. That so healthy stress. Yeah. That yeah. healthy well, stress that helps us. Well, I think all stress is healthy. To some extent, yes. All, I think all stress is healthy and that's also an, another conversation. Right. Um, but in terms of food, nourishment, same stuff. I've also been enjoying the soups. Usually we've been making the huge instant pot soups that last us a couple few days, uh, filled with some lentils, uh, potatoes, uh, veggies and, and whatnot. And, uh, what else? Yeah. What else? I've been, I've been also really refining on, because this is relevant to wellness. Like you pointed out the, the should, the shoulds. I've also been really refining my attunement to the stress, anxiety, tension, specifically around work projects. And, um, you know, when, when I did feel anxious, tense in the past, I would literally move into that with more force. I would like, oh, got to do it. Got to finish it. Mm -hmm. I'm anxious. I've got to get done with the anxiousness. Mm -hmm. And I do more anxious stuff and move into that. But I'm learning that it's actually possible and more healthy to not do that. Uh, and I think that's really important, like, like you, as you said, um, because let's face it, if we're constantly approaching tension and moving into tension in that sort of type A or, you know, sort of way to just like do it, do it, do it. Yeah, yeah, tension. I can carry more tension, carry more stress. That disrupts our physiology, like straight out. And I, and it also disrupts our peace of mind, of course. And I can say that I feel more peaceful today than I did a year ago. And I was also, you know, what's coming to me now is this kind of up and down, zigzag all over the place journey of growth, life uh, stuff. And like, if you were to catch me on any day of the week over the last year, it's a flip of the coin as to whether I would tell you things are going good or things are going bad. (laughs) It's a flip of the coin. Uh, maybe not quite a flip of the coin, but anyways, you get the picture, but like, it's so helpful to kind of reflect and look back and see and feel that trajectory mm-hmm. because like the zigzags you can't get anything out of it's all that noise that signal to noise ratio for the physicists out there like you know you got to get rid of all that noise and just focus on that growth yeah. on that learning on that healing and remember you know remember that the zigzag journey is Human. Great and human and <laughs> creates, it like literally creates that upward trajectory and growth through life. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've observed you 
as being more peaceful in the last, I'd say, quarter of the year for sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's still going to be the, the waves of when we're not peaceful. Yeah, but that's the rumble strip. That's and the you rumble can strip. Relax into that. Exactly. And bounce back or shoot up or exactly. whatever it is. Well, wrapping up this conversation, I thought maybe we could take, you know, we're already, oh my gosh, we're already at an hour and 11 minutes or 10 minutes, but real quick, wrapping up some kind of announcements, like in two or two minutes. Two minutes. Okay. Do I do it? You do it. (laughs) We've got some announcements. We've got some announcements at Alter Health. Like I said, I redid the website. I think it'll be like shifted over by the time this goes out, which is cool. And uh, same URL, of course, alter.health. And we are launching a whole food plant-based challenge, which is happening on our Facebook group. And our Facebook group is plant-based and stress-free. We've changed the names a a few times, but we're refining it and kind of honing our direction with this group and this feels good for now so plant-based and stress-free find the group at alter or at um facebook.com slash groups slash alter health yes and so that whole food plant-based challenge is an eight-day challenge and it's totally free we welcome and invite all of you or if you know someone who's kind of on the edge about bringing more plants into their life then this would be awesome for them you know we are by no means forcing you to be totally whole food plant-based for the eight days but that is the direction that we're all moving into in the program more, more plants less less junk Exactly. And yeah, so we'd love to have you. Yeah. And uh, any other things bubbling up for you? Don't think so. Announcement wise. Okay, then just a reminder for (laughs) podcast listeners, I am truly so grateful for any sort of feedback, support, whatever it whatever it is, liking, subscribing, hit the hit those buttons. And it does mean a lot to my ego. (laughs) (laughs) and it also means a lot to my soul because uh, I take everything that you say to heart and use it to learn and grow and you know evolve this podcast and the information the content in that positive direction to inform and inspire you and the world to live the best healthiest life so thank you for that feedback that support And also feel free to send this episode or any other to a friend, a loved one, whatever it may be. Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. And lastly, uh, maybe this is a good time to just sprinkle in real quick that starting mid-January, we are launching a 12-month program. This is the first time we've ever done such a thing, a 12-month program. And we're really excited about it because in our experience, 12 months is a great time to experience a true total transformation. So through this 12 months, without going into all the details, you will receive holistic, comprehensive support when it comes to your whole food, plant-based nutrition journey, and also understanding mind, thought, and consciousness, living empowered in your life. You can find out more and apply for the mastermind at www.alter.health mastermind. 
We're so excited. <laughs> we are. It's true. <laughs> and on that note, we are grateful for you. We love you. And we look forward to seeing you on the next Alter Your Health Live. Peace, love, and until next time. Bye for now. Isn't that how you end it? Isn't that how you end it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs>